Welcome to our Book Club 2 podcast for this week. We are discussing the book The Watsons Go to Birmingham, and this is our fourth book that we have read for our book club. A little summary of The Watsons Go to Birmingham is this book is set set in Flint, Michigan in 1963. Kenny, who is a 10-year-old boy, doesn't feel like he fits in with his family. He calls them the Weird Watsons. There's his mama, his dad, Joey, his younger sister, and Byron, his big brother, who mama calls a juvenile delinquent. Byron gets into some trouble, so mama decides to move the family to grandma's house in Alabama for the summer. Keep in mind, it's 1963, so the race relation and civil rights are a theme that we will probably be reading about in once we complete this book. So Chris, do you want to go ahead and tell, tell the audience how we decided to read and why we decided to read to this point? Yeah, so I was reading and I was trying to find a good spot to stop for our podcast and that, and I got to page 100 is about midway, but I, I didn't really want to put the book down. I wanted to see what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I ended up reading, and I think it was chapter 8, and that title was The Ultra Glide. And, you know, they start fixing up the car and everything. And I got to 117, which ended up, and I was like, oh, let's stop there. And we can all, you know, guess what's going to happen. Where at the bottom it says, oh, oh, I leaned into the car to get a look at Mama's stomach. This sounded like the way Byron and me found out we were going to get a sister. They're talking about there's, did he tell them yet? And so I was like, well, that would be a good spot to stop. However, I finished the last two pages to find out what the surprise was. <laughs> yes. Well, I don't know if you guys have gotten that far, but I've gotten to page 120 or all the way to chapter 9. So, so. I am at page 100, so I'm just about a chapter behind you. Me too. Okay. Well, then I will not say anything. <laughs> we appreciate that. Keep us keep us yeah. hooked to want to read that chapter, though, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, uh, Madeline, do you want to go ahead and kind of talk about what you think is going to happen from here on? Um, well, I definitely think from what they've talked about with um, with their grandma, that she's going to kind of set a firm example of how Byron and the other children should behave. Right, right. Um, that's kind of like traditionally, I think, something that we see like in other books or TV shows or movies where the grandma steps in with her wise ideas of how the children should behave. And I think at this time period, they're going to be moving to the South. Um, and kind of some of the things that we've seen, like the dad mentioned about the colored only bathrooms in the South. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a bit of a culture shock for the children too, not just the way grandma wants them to behave, but the way society wants them to behave, to behave in the South. Yeah. Um, so I can see, it being a summer of an eye, like just eye-opening experiences for them, um, I'm very curious to see what all will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of, kind of got a hint from Dr. Cordy um, about what happens in the story, um, so I think that there's going to definitely be some trauma that will teach the kids a lot about life and would change anybody's life. For sure. And I really like the way that you said um, a culture shock and how grandma wants them to behave and how society wants them to behave. Because, I mean, it is 1963. Times are not 
um, in favor for people of color quite yet. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, Macy, do you think you could kind of give us a little preface on why they had to move to the South? Like with Byron's behavior. Okay, so where I am in the book, they have not like specifically said that they're moving to the South yet, but Mm -hmm. it's definitely been hinted at. Mm -hmm. So I think that one of the reasons that they are moving is because of Brian's behavior. Mm -hmm. He is constantly getting into trouble. Um, He, one of the major things that he's done is he likes to play with fire and the mom really um, is starting to get stricter with him. And I think that is one of the main reasons from what I've read. And then I also did want to say like with a comparison to another thing, did anybody else see the similarities between this and Christmas story? Christmas story? With, like, the tongue on the pole and the lips on the beer and then them not being able to lower their arms from all the jackets. I just thought that was funny. I thought that was so funny. And I know it's during – they're in Flint, Michigan right now, so they're all super cold and whatnot and have to bundle up. I I do recall that. That's funny. It's funny. I never considered that that connection. But, you know, the main character in Christmas Story is also kind of a delinquent, so. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. same character type (laughs) right chris do you have any thoughts on what's gonna happen um without spoiling the next chapter for us i kind of already know what's gonna happen (laughs) but so i don't really want to say too much but they're they're fixing have you guys all read about the uh the car being fixed and stuff or is that in the previous now all right. I read well, that part they're, a they're fixing bit. a car for a reason, and I'll leave it like that. <laughs> so why why would they be fixing the car? And if you if you think about the Watsons go to Birmingham, probably gives you a good good idea. Mm-hmm. The title says it all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The title does give that away, so we can already assume that they will be going to Birmingham, um, and probably in that car that they're fixing up. <laughs> Which is also funny because that's one of the reasons why Kenny calls them the weird Watsons is because of their car. Right. Right. Change is coming. Change is coming. Yes. Um, So now let's let's talk about some connections. Connections to content. How do you guys think that we could put this in education? How we can teach this? So I think that one way we could teach it is kind of what we're doing now we are predicting what's going to happen. So students could do that too. Mm -hmm. And then another thing that I think is worth mentioning is the characters are so complex with different personalities between Joey, Brian, and Kenny. So I think that going in depth and analyzing the characters and giving character traits and just having a discussion about their different personalities, I think that would be very good in a middle school setting. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that one, especially because the three siblings are all so different, yet grew up in the same household. So it kind of makes you wonder um, how all these other people that they're going to meet in Birmingham, how they are also completely different from them. I mean, they're across the country. So um, it just kind of opens up perspective a little bit. I would kind of tie this in with the history. I know we haven't read that far into the book yet about civil rights and race relations, but I think that's something that uh, this book is kind of meant to touch on, and we're just not quite there yet. So I'm excited to finish that and see where it goes with that topic. 
going off of what you're saying about um, connected to like the history, the historical time of this book, um, I think we could even tie into talking about some current events because mm-hmm. the water crisis in Flint, Michigan, where the family currently lives and where the book takes place for the, the first half, mm-hmm. um, it's, that's an ongoing topic that's being discussed to this day. Um, and it's been happening for the past several years, as far as I know, has been in, in discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, so just opening the eyes of our students to issues that are still happening and race, race issues that are happening today that need to be discussed. And I think the book is kind of a good way of introducing the topic without doing it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. The book kind of helps you do it in a, a more tasteful way, if that makes sense. And uh, it's a be- definitely a better approach for middle school students and for that younger generation to kind of grasp these more difficult topics and then i would there's the first part of the book anyways talks a lot about bullying Mm -hmm. where you know kenny's always being bullied whether it's by his brother or the uh other kid i think his name's larry yep yeah so um it would be something you could have a class discussion about bullying and how it's wrong especially nowadays and you could end up you know tying it into you know back then it was you know punching people physical abuse and stuff but now it's more you know emotional and cyber yes i was gonna say facebook Mm -hmm. twitter whatever else they're using now um but you you could end up you know tying that all in and you know what's right what's wrong and Mm -hmm. don't hide behind a keyboard right For sure. So we were able to talk about how there's connections to English with character development. We tied it into history with history and current events. And also we have bullying. A way I saw a way that this could be even used interdisciplinary wise uh, in a math class by kind of calculating maybe like the mileage, the distance from Flint, Michigan versus Birmingham, Alabama. That's kind of a way I feel like we could use math in there. Um, And I was just trying to get through all the content areas. I feel like science even, maybe with how they like to talk about fire so much, (laughs) we could do something with fire or like discussing about fire or even with the weather, the different weather of Michigan versus Alabama. Yeah, what I was thinking when, when you started listing the contents is with, like, science, you could end up tying something in with weather or, you know, during winter time. what is it, you know, from Birmingham to Michigan, and then you could tie math in of, like, temperature differences mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff. You could even, you know, show a video or look at why does a tongue stick to, you know, metal. Yeah, right, <laughs> <Yeah>. exactly. <laughs> so why, why does that happen? Mm-hmm. So we can definitely tie this into multiple different contents. Um, does anyone have any other last-minute things they'd like to say about the book? We are at. Uh, I, just, I think I think that's a, a question we can kind of use to wrap up here. Okay. Would you recommend this book to other readers? As far as we have read, would you recommend it? Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of goes along with what I was going to say is this isn't a book that I wouldn't necessarily reach for just because I don't tend to read books that are like history related because I just don't think that I have much knowledge on lots of that stuff. But I think that this book presents it in such a way that is easy for any readers to understand. I mean, it is 
pretty much for middle school children, but I just really enjoyed it. And I will definitely be adding this book to my middle school library. I agree with that. Um, history is definitely not a topic that I am the most interested in either. So I'm glad I was able to open up my own mind through this book club by reaching out to books that I'm not normally reaching out and finding. Um, I would definitely use this in a middle school classroom because this is a great lighthearted way to kind of reach out to these topics and help middle schoolers understand what has gone on in history and kind of like the connections with how our current day is acting towards civil rights and whatnot. Um, so I just think all around there's great connection to be used. Lastly, I was going to say I've throughout reading, I was, I'm kind of hesitant, I guess, to go ahead and use the book mm -hmm. just, just for the fact that there are some racial things in there mm -hmm. and with current events and everything like, you're kind of walking a line that I like the, uh, the haircutting incident mm -hmm. where they call him, you know, a slipped back Mexican or something like that. Right. Right. Uh, you know, is that how, how are parents, how are other students going to look at that sort of thing? And I mean, there's, there's different things that I see in there. Same with, you know, abuse or child abuse, uh, mm -hmm. you know, trying to catch your son on fire. Right. Um, Again. So, so, I mean, I, I think there's some very there's there's some very good things in it, and there'd be some talks you would have to have with administration possibly over hey, there's these different situations. Is it okay? Mm -hmm. And we could definitely do our research and finding lessons that teachers have already made through this, and mm -hmm. kind of uh, keeping in mind your social responsibility as a model in the education classroom, you're modeling to your students how they need to act for justice in our society. And so teaching this book, it, it probably would open up a lot of minds. Um, well, it would open up the conversation to a lot of people, I feel like. Some people just aren't introduced to race relation and issues with that. So definitely it's a, it's definitely a tight, type line think, to walk on but I think it would also be important to remind if you use it in the classroom to remind students that this book was written for a different era this was this was things that actually happened back then mm -hmm. not that they're okay now but the truth is they did happen then um that way you're not like promoting any of the the paranormal uh, behaviors I like or, that oh. mm -hmm. yeah yeah, that way if you're saying, hey, these things might not be okay today, but these things really did happen. <laughs> mm -hmm. Honestly, I mean, we just got to be honest with the students to to get history to not repeat itself. We got to tell the truth in the history. Right. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, I think that was a great discussion. Thank you so much. I am going to wrap this up by just saying... Go read The Watsons, Go to Birmingham. This is a great book. You will enjoy it. And I hope this was an engaging podcast. Thank you.